0: 28 days later, here we are. That's right, we are on episode number 28 of the Lockdown Wolverines podcast. I am your host, Isaiah Hole, your man on the ground. I am the publisher of Wolverines Wire. I almost pulled a Jamie Morris and called it something else. Jamie would have owed me a smoothie. I know y'all probably don't necessarily. Maybe you do. I hope you do. Listen to me with Jamie Morris every Friday. I'm usually in studio for a good uh, anywhere between one and three hours with uh, Jamie Morris on WTKA. And uh, he constantly calls calls it Wolverine's Magazine instead of Wolverine's Wire. He owes me a smoothie for every time, and he never pays up. Anyway, happy Wednesday to you all. I digress with a bunch of nonsensical what-have-you, like I do in my daily life. People who know me would tell you I'm generally very nonsensical. Uh, so, uh, we're in the bye week. It's a little bit different pace going here. So we're going to go to a, a quick recruiting refresh today. Just kind of nothing like groundbreaking, nothing like insane. If you've been following along either with the podcast or with me on Wolverine's Wire, then none of this should be terribly new information. If you haven't and you've been reading some other recruiting sites and everything like that, some of it might be brand new to you. Some of it might be stuff that you say, well... Yeah, I've been hearing that on, you know, whatever service. It's like, yeah, well, something I've been saying for a very long time. You can, as Mark D'Antonio says, check the tapes. Um, And much like uh, if you check the tapes, you'll find that I actually was saying all of this type of stuff. So we'll get into that. Then I just kind of wanted to take a look at where Michigan stands statistically, both in just like, a couple key metrics as far as you know, general national statistics, and as well as uh, what some of the advanced stats say about where Michigan is uh, as we head into the home stretch, last four of the regular season. I can't believe that we're already here. Weather's already cold. I've had my space heater on here in the studio, and it's uh, that time of year. Can't smoke cigars outside for very long anymore. Get a little cold. Uh, and then third, just why are some fans not enjoying this? Right. I just kind of want to, like, I know it's a minority, but uh, it's a lot of every, almost every morning that I do this show, there's, I, I lay in bed, I'm on Twitter and I'm thinking like, all right, I got a couple segments lined up and then there's always something that presents itself on Twitter that makes it my last, makes my last point for me and, and just see some fans that aren't enjoying some, you know, this, they're like, all right, it's time to move on. Let's. Why? We're gonna get into that, but first, uh, like I said, quick refru- uh, recruiting refresh. We're gonna start up top with that. Um, not nothing, like I said, too groundbreaking. I think right now the biggest news is you saw um, if you were paying attention on Twitter and you have you know follow a lot of Michigan commits and everything like that. Giles Jackson uh, kind of made it look like there's uh, like some recruiting buzz going on, just with a. Uh, Bunch of uh, the M emojis and you know, you know the thinking emojis and things like that. Uh, that next day, well, because after after that, Chris Hinton, who's been kind of like the pen, the leader of the class, your former Shane Morris, Michael Ferns type guys that are like trying to get as many people in the class. Uh, hopefully, he has more staying power than those ones. Because <laughs> um, unfortunately, those uh, those guys didn't last. Terribly long in Ann Arbor. Shane did, but Michael Fern's not so much. But uh, next day, Mike Sainer still decommits from Virginia Tech. Now, if you follow Mike Sainer still on any social media, uh, whether it be Instagram or Twitter, you'll see there's a very heavy Michigan bent. I was not one of the first to report this, but I can say confidently I was one of the first to know about this. When Michigan had its big recruiting weekend back at the end of June, I believe it was. Now we're getting so far removed, I don't remember exactly. But it's the one with Zach Harrison and and Mozzie Smith. It was where Mozzie committed like the next day or two days later. Zach Charbonnet committed like two days later. Zach wasn't a, a part of that visit, I don't believe. But it just happened to be, you know, that whole deal where they had all those guys on campus and they – that was when like all the commits started happening. DJ Turner, all of those guys started committing like right then. Well, one of the things that uh, I didn't report, but other people did, and I didn't report because I was told by uh, I was told by some people close to the Michigan side that told me that he was there in the first place. Like, hey, you know, maybe keep this one close to the vest, and then I was told. By Mike still, hey, I don't want anyone to know I was there. Then, lo and behold, like two days later, here come the recruiting services. Mike Sainristill was part of the visit. Virginia Tech commit Mike Sainristill was part of the visit. So eventually, he ended up opening up like, yeah, I was there. I'm still, Virginia Tech commit and blah blah blah. Well, he has since committed for decommitted from Virginia Tech. Uh, but if you've been following along. All along here, this is a cornerback, by the way. I probably should lead with some of this information. I'm just like, oh, here, here's a guy that you all know. Mike Sainer still is a cornerback from Everett, Massachusetts. He's a three-star. Um, but Everett, Massachusetts, that's where Louis Sign had come from before he transferred over to Texas uh, for, to finish out high school. Louis Sign was a guy Michigan was heavily after and ended up committing to Georgia. Louis Sign was a guy that Mike Sainer still was trying to commit to Michigan it's trying to pl- get him to woo him to Michigan if you follow it along in his social media. So I don't think it's a very big stretch to say that St. still will be a part of this class sooner than later. I have more intel than that that I can't share. But if that happens, when that happens, we'll get into it. But uh, I I would be pretty confident if I'm a Michigan fan looking at him If people always ask who's the next guy to commit, that would be my guess. Mike Sainer still. Number two guy, Zach Harrison. Five-star defensive end from Olin Olin Olentangy Orange, which is high school just outside of Columbus, Ohio. Crystal Ball on 24-7 Sports still shows all but six percent uh, towards Ohio State. I know there's some foggy in there. I think so. Ohio State still has the majority of the crystal ball, and I'm starting to see articles. I think this was out of Twenty Four Seven Sports as well, saying is the tide turning on Zach Harrison? Is the tide tide turning towards Michigan? If you've been listening to this podcast, I will, you know believe I've said it more than once on this podcast. I have certainly said it more than once on Wolverine's Wire. I fully expect Zach Harrison to become a Wolverine. I said on this very podcast, he is not going to Ohio State. I have credible intel that tells me that it, Ohio State is out. It's been Penn State, Michigan, with Michigan having an edge for a while. It's recruiting. Things can change. I'd still, even if things change, barring something significant changing, which could be a coaching staff move or something like that. And this isn't about Larry Johnson, I think who I think is a really good coach at Ohio State. But I don't foresee Zach Harrison going to Ohio State. As of right now, Ohio State is out. Can they get back in? Maybe. It's recruiting. He's 16, 17 years old. But if I had to push all my chips towards one school when it comes to his recruitment, it's Michigan. So we've been ahead of the curve on that. I don't have much new intel there compared to what I had over the summer because the intel's been the same. It's been the same through and throughout. We, we had put a crystal ball in Evan Petzold, my, um, recruiting writer on Wolverines Wire. he used to have a 24 seven sports crystal ball. He had put, he was the only one who had put in a crystal ball towards Michigan for Zach Harrison back in July. And it was based off of everything that I told him that I knew he, he since they, they 24 seven doesn't have a crystal ball for him anymore. Um, I don't know why, I don't know if it's because they didn't take that seriously, Uh, If that's why, I think they owe him an apology because it's a serious threat. So we'll see. Now, uh, Trevor Keegan visited the same time that Zach Harrison did, Wisconsin game. I don't think Trevor Keegan knows where he's going to go. I don't think anyone knows where he's going to go. So Michigan's going to continue going down that road. They offered him back at uh, the big man camp in 2017. Uh, he was a guy to look out for there. You know, he, Michigan was pretty early in on him, But, you know, sometimes it's just being early or first. And Michigan wasn't first, but being early doesn't necessarily matter, right? Michigan was the first to offer Nick petit Frere. He ends up at Ohio State. Michi- I just found out yesterday recording uh, recording the breakdown with Devin Gardner, which I highly recommend you check out on Wolverine's Wire. 22-minute uh, episode on the Michigan State game. It's It's awesome. It's video. Not audio, video. Anyway, Devin told me after the show, he said, you know, Michigan State was the first team to recruit me, right? <laughs> they were the first team to offer me. So that's... Sometimes the first doesn't matter. Now, it does matter if you can get guys to campus early. And that's what something that Michigan has done with Quavaris Crouch, right? But uh, here's the interesting thing with Crouch. Uh... Michigan rescheduled his official visit. He was supposed to come visit for Wisconsin. I think they, I don't, I didn't get the reasoning why I didn't, I didn't reach out and find out anything to any of my sources on this. I just, I had heard through the grapevine, through social media, Michigan rescheduled this. And it was like, all right, that makes perfect sense. They got Zach Harrison coming and they've got Trevor Keegan coming. Crouch is a guy that needs some extra attention. He's a athlete was initially seen as like a running back and more seen I think now is like a linebacker but you can play both sides of the ball. As we've seen with Michigan, they'll sort that type of thing out once uh you know, if they can get him on campus. What do you want to do? What can you do? All that kind of stuff. Um that guy's been on campus several times and I talked to him. I I, I know this is a rehash for those who have been listening to the podcast for, since day 1, but uh I talked to him back in last summer. Michigan had him up for the, uh, the barbecue at the big house. And two days before that Friday, Chris Evans had a camp and I tend to, to go to a lot of these, you know, camps, youth camps that Chris Evans has. And so I'm there and it's Chris and my guy, David Long, who I've known for years and years now and, uh, Josh Uche or Uche. I always say Uche. I like Uche better than Uche, but I need to ask him. I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Uh, Uche was there. And it was another guy that you know I've been I've been in touch with since his recruiting days and and everything. So it's like all right, cool. Here's my guys. And then uh, I thought I thought I saw Josh Metellus. I was like, man, he put on some. Wait, why is he not coming and saying hi? Because he's another guy. When it com- when it comes to those three from Flanagan High School, Devin Bush, Josh Metellus, and Devin Gill, Metellus, like he followed me like before he committed. You know, it was like one of those things where it's like this dude's gonna commit to Michigan. And, you know, he was the first, you know, of the three to commit to Michigan. But uh, it was like one of those things where so he's been he's been a guy that I've known as well for a while. And I'm like, who is this? Why why, why is Metellus like not saying anything? And he looks huge. That's offseason progress. Jeez. Uche comes up to me and he's like, if you talk to the recruit that's with us, I'm like, what recruit? And he's like, yeah, that recruit. And I'm like, oh, that's not Metellus. And he's like, I know, because he's like, I was driving. He got in the car at first. I thought it was Metellus, too. <laughs> so he didn't even know. Turns out it was this Quivaras Crouch guy. So I ended up talking to him for uh, about seven minutes on the record. And he was just blown away by – it was like his first visit to Ann Arbor. And he was blown away by just getting to be – back, you know, getting to this – to coach, give back. And it was the perfect pairing. And then all the intel I got out of that weekend was like – it was like the absolute perfect visit. And then you have another visit going down, you know, going down the stretch. That was the, the um, again, that big visit weekend, all positives coming out of that. But there's just, just still like when there's a guy down in like SEC country, which he is down in South Carolina, people tend to think like, oh, there's no, there's no chance. There's no shot. And that's just absurd. Whether Michigan gets him or not. I mean, I, my confidence level is at a 50, 50 type deal when it comes to him. But the guys been on the campus several times. You don't you don't make several trips from South Carolina to Michigan. You know, some on your own dime, and then you know now your official visit's coming up without having legit interest. Um, I saw twenty four seven sports reported that uh, I believe it was my guy Bryce Marich, that Michigan's still talking to George Carlaftis. That jives with what I've heard. Now I haven't had my ear to the ground on that in about a month. But the last time I talked to George Karlaftis, which was about a month, maybe a month and a half ago, uh, he said uh, that, uh, yeah, Michigan and him still talking a lot. Madison and him are still talking a lot. So I will try to follow up with him a little bit more on that. Michigan's still after guys like Isaiah Foskey, who I talked to not substantially or substance. I can't even try to say it right now. It's too early in the morning to try to say words um, that I can type better. Um, Isaiah Foskey. Uh, I talked to him very briefly about uh, a week and a half ago, but we just couldn't connect. We wanted to try to get on the phone together. It didn't work that way, but Michigan's been after him. He's a Michigan-type guy. If Michigan's really got a shot at him. He's a tight end out of uh, Concord de La Salle. Um, uh, that's, uh, if that sounds familiar, that's uh, where uh, Devin Asiasi went, a former Michigan tight end now with UCLA. I met Foskey back at the camp in Antioch that Michigan was trying to get Najee Harris from. I know old wounds, old, old, open wounds. Uh, but anyway, I think Michigan's still in good position with Foskey. Whether they land him or not is a different story. They've already got Eric all in the class, but Foskey's another guy. Obviously, they like to try to get two guys in. Last last year, they brought in uh, Luke Schumacher and Mustafa Muhammad. They like having different styled guys. And uh, so, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens there. I know he's still planning on a visit here soon as well. I'd imagine they still get one of those wide receivers they're out there for. I think Kyle Ford is looking more and more like a long shot, like he's more likely to stay out west, but we'll see. Uh, Cornelius Johnson is a guy Michigan had been into for a while. I'd still look at that, and I, this is some outdated info on my part, so I apologize, but I still look at him as being a Michigan-Notre Dame type. But if I was to put money on a guy that I think that Michigan would get, it's Jalen Ellis, the Baylor commit who visited a few weeks ago. So that would be where I'd go with that. Last thing, recruiting. Um, I do think it's important to mention that uh, that Chris Steele, the cornerback, the five-star cornerback out of uh, uh, Mater D, uh, California. Is it Mater D? I feel like I have that wrong. Is a guy that I've talked to before. Uh, he he was one of my best interviews. Sorry, St. John Bosco, of Bellflower, California. Um, he was one of the best interviews I've had of re- recruiting, and I've been doing this for several years now. He was so good, but. Um, anyway he he was committed to USC he just recently decommitted to USC. My note there is that Michigan hasn't really been talking to him but they are now especially now that he's uh, now that we know that he's you know decommitted I I think I expect Michigan to try again uh, whether that yields anything or not that's a different story. I do expect Michigan to try so we'll see. All right, that segment ran way longer than I anticipated. I thought there was going to be a 21 minute episode, and here we are at uh, 18. Um, so, next we're going to get into some stats, but you know, you don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. You know, like I've told you all about how my cousins had to, you know, had to miss Michigan, Wisconsin. Uh, I told you about how my girl is, you know, she's, uh, she doesn't have internet just uses her phone whatever doesn't have tv and she doesn't care about football she wanted to watch the michigan michigan state game a little bit and you know what sling tv was is the best way for her to do that best way for my cousins to do that my girl actually went and got sling tv downloaded i don't know if she signed up yet or not but she downloaded the app she doesn't want to pay for 20 channels that she'll never watch when she just wants to you know watch her stories (laughs) she doesn't even want to do that but uh you know Why pay for 20 channels when you just want to watch your team win? $30 a month, you get ESPN, Pac-12 Network, SEC, all of that. Stream to your big screen, all your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV that you love, only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we are back. And I just realized I did not finish my prep for this segment because I'm looking at half of uh, – I'm, I'm looking at, at – my. I wanted to get into the stats here. I want to talk about like some interesting things that I see Mich- where Michigan is statistically, and turns out I uh, I only did the defensive side, so we'll get into the defensive side today, especially because we're already running ahead of schedule, and then we'll then we'll go from there. So that's that's how we'll do it. Uh, that's kind of funny. I start. I clearly had started when I look at the tabs I have open. I had started to look at the offensive side, but it's, uh, I I didn't actually do anything. So that's funny. Uh, anyway, so defense, Michigan, number one in the country, giving up 220 yards, 3.71 yards per, uh, per possession really, or about per per yards per play. So pretty dang good. Uh, Scoring offense; they're number six in the country. They're gi- giving up fourteen point uh, four points per game. Now, here is where it, what's interesting to me with that is a lot of those you, you know you figure almost every game has got an extra seven added on in garbage time. So I wish I want to see something with, with where the statistics there are adjusted for garbage time because Wisconsin got a garbage time cue, you know. Uh, touchdown Nebraska got a garbage time t- touchdown N- Maryland got a garbage time touchdown really the only teams that haven't were like Notre Dame northwestern Michigan State so otherwise well you know obviously uh no touchdowns at all to western Michigan so it's uh SMU got a garbage time touchdown so yeah it'd be interesting to see what that uh what that would be otherwise. Michigan now really commanding in the passing defense, number one in the country. They remained there even when Miami briefly made a step up. Only giving up 122.9 yards per game. They're only allowing completion percentages of 47 and a half percent. That's number one in the country. They're second in the country in yards per attempt and they have allow the lowest passer rating in the country at 90.88 so that's pretty amazing rushing uh obviously they got a bolster this last uh last week with uh, michigan state only rushing for 15 yards seventh in the country they allow 97.13 yards per game 2.87 yards per attempt uh which is ninth in the country third down efficiency. The teams convert at 28.7%. They're 11th in the country there. Uh, They're 12th in the country in sacks with about three sacks per game. Uh, 11th in the country in tackles for loss. They're 23rd in the average, which is 7.6 tackles for loss per game. And long plays from scrimmage, they allow... uh, They're 3rd in the country. They have uh, 62. Uh, I, I don't feel like I wrote that down right. 62 yards uh 62 plays at 10 yards or above um and uh yeah they've given up one play that was a 50 yard play that was I believe to SMU to Prochet. but getting into some of the advanced stuff this is where I get a little bit more interested S p plus which is the one that I like the the analytics that I like the most between that and the Frimo, uh index uh they have Michigan fourth in the country. And uh, some of the opponents there, Ohio State, number 8th, Penn State, 10th, Wisconsin, 13th. Uh, They have Michigan with the 30th best offense, first defense, and 38th special teams. So, upper tier with the defense leading the way. Uh, But what's interesting with S&P Plus is they have this thing called second order wins, which is basically not what you actually did score and allow, but what you should have and should going forward. Kind of like a win expectancy mixed with like what you've already done based off of your advanced stats. And Michigan is second in the country in second order wins. So that's huge. Now, flipping over to the Fremo index, which is also on foot, both of these you can find on footballoutsiders.com. Um, again, do I have that right? I feel like I'm always so like off. Oh, yeah, footballoutsiders.com. So there we're good it's the mornings guys I can't I can't I can't reason I can't remember things in the mornings <laughs> unless it's like one o'clock in the morning and then I, my mind's fully going uh anyway uh Fremo has Brian Fremo has Michigan sixth in the country and that's not why I like him less because you'll hear something that you probably like more out of this um as Michigan sixth ahead of Michigan they have Clemson number one. Bama, LSU, Georgia and Oklahoma ahead of Michigan. All right. Interesting that both of these have Michigan by the way uh both of them have Michigan ahead of Notre Dame, which is interesting. I think. Right? Like that's that's kind of crazy. Um given that the the head to head I I that's kind of weird. I, we'll see, we'll see what the college uh college football playoff people do when it comes to that. Uh, undefeated Notre Dame, first game of the season, but they did win. So that should count for something. But uh, where Fremo has Michigan as the 20th strength of schedule, that's one of the things that's in his metrics, uh, 21st offense compared to 30th, but third defense in the country behind Clemson and Alabama, respectively. And uh, beyond that, that Michigan, of course, both in both cases, is the second Oh, sorry. The highest-rated team in the Big Ten conference. But what's interesting to me about Frimo is that behind Michigan, he has Purdue at tenth, or sorry, eleventh. Iowa at twelfth, Michigan State at fifteenth, and then Ohio State at eleventh, and Penn State at nineteenth. Wisconsin all the way down at fortieth. So those are the what the analytics say. I don't really buy that though, right? Like Wisconsin being the fortieth best team in the country you know Wisconsin's a really good team. They beat Iowa head to head, right? Do I, I believe I have that right. So it's uh I I think that that might be, you know, they don't sometimes some of these advanced analytics don't take into account some of the actual like head to head. Hence Michigan probably should be lower than Notre Dame. Notre Dame's earned that right. Anyway, Is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Your company could be mentioned right now. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors that they hear on their podcasts. Our demographic is 98% male, has more education, and earns more than traditional media audiences. So have your company sponsor this podcast. Email me at LockdownWolverines at gmail.com. Coming up next, you know, Michigan fans, why can't you enjoy this? Come on, let's talk about it. Anyway, that's coming up next. Alright, so some Michigan fans can't seem to just enjoy what they have right now. We're going to get into that in a moment, Uh, but as some of you who listen to this know that this band named A Perfect Circle, who's near and dear to my heart, because I love all things Maynard James Keenan, Tool's been my favorite band for years and years, they're coming to Detroit on my birthday and I want to go. With Vivid Seats, I can find a way to make that happen, and I can do it at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets to all the live events that you want to go to. You can sort by price, you can look for seats in the section in a row of your choice, which is the most important thing to me personally. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for $20 off of orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or to Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off of orders of $200 or more. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. So from the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app, enter the promo code locked on for $20 off of orders of $200 or more. All right. So I'm scrolling along on Twitter this morning, and I just see... See, I've been seeing this kind of the same thing. I got a response to this from someone. Granted, they they said not me, but... They're like you can keep doing whatever, but I think it's just because I called them out. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but I scrolling along on Twitter this morning, and I see uh, DJ Photo Video, who's a photographer, Dustin Johnston, who I get to photograph games with, football and basketball. He's, I think it's understating it if I say he's like a cool dude. Like he's, he to me is like just like a really cool guy. Like I, I don't know, maybe I have a man crush on him. I don't know. Anyway, um, so someone replied to – he posted a picture of, you know, from the Michigan-Michigan State game, and he had this guy that's all Alex Booning him and being like, you know, it's over, let it go, let's move on. And it was from a Michigan fan. Like, and I, I saw that, you know, yesterday after, like I said, I had someone saying, like, can we stop talking about this? And it's like, can we please move on to some of these upcoming games? Can we move on to Penn State? And it's like, whoa! And this was a response to the podcast, so it's like, whoa! Like, listen, we've got we've got all the time in the world to talk about Penn State. I don't really know what you want me to, how much you want me to talk about Penn State nine, ten days before the game. Michigan's got a bye week. Michigan just beat a rival that it struggled against. There was controversy in that game. You know, there was controversy before the game. There's controversy after the game. It's been a soap opera. Why wouldn't you want to talk about this? Why wouldn't you want to embrace it? This is, this is what these rivalries are here for, so that you can talk about it for ever and ever. You know, Michigan beats Michigan State. I expect you to talk about it for a year. They don't play until like November 17th or something next year. Why aren't you like talk about it? that's why why what you earn when you win that game you earn bragging rights michigan state fans can go and do all they want to be like well you know we had injuries and blah 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 but guess what that didn't matter last year when john o'corn was in for injured wilton spate you get to talk they got 94 yards of offense it doesn't Your most injured team shouldn't be getting just 94 yards of offense, right? (laughs) You have bragging rights. Go out there and enjoy them. You think if Michigan State won, that if you turned on 97.1 at 2 p.m., that Mike Valeni would just be sitting there saying, well, you know, game's in rearview. Let's move on to Purdue. There's zero chance. It would be Mike Villani was talking about Michigan State beating Michigan all the way until the season started this year. Then he kind of was like backing up, but he was still like, well, how good is Michigan? Listen, we beat you. I told you. Sorry, that's my Mike Villani impression. Um, but you get you get those games for a reason. You win those games. You get to brag for a reason. Enjoy it. Have fun with it. Don't shy away from it. Devin Bush didn't shy away from anything. You shouldn't either. You have the right. You have the right to stand up and say proudly, Michigan is the best team in the state of Michigan. Michigan owns the state of Michigan when it comes to football. You have that right. Michigan earned that right for you. So, go out there and enjoy it. Don't shy away from it. Don't criticize those who want to keep talking about it. Michigan's not a bye week. There's not a lot to talk about. Yet, I still managed to make this go 32 minutes. Pretty much through just... Crazy rambling, but I did it. So, tomorrow we're, we're going to take your questions. I'm going to try to remember to tweet that out. Uh, so, for the Lockdown Wolverines podcast, I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole. Find me online at Isaiah Hole. Follow the podcast at On Wolverines or Wolverines Wire at Wolverines Wire. If you'd like to be a featured sponsor on the show, please email me at lockdownwolverines at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, or online at Wolverines Wire, where we post our daily podcast every single day to go along the rest with the rest of your Michigan football coverage. This was Lockdown Wolverines, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.